0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 209. I probably won't have too much to say this time. I was in the free weekend for Elder Scrolls Online, and that's all I have to talk about this time. So, hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So last weekend, the people who produce Elder Scrolls Online sent, I think, everybody out a free weekend pass, and that went from Thursday morning until pretty early Monday morning. It was too early for me to actually play on Monday. I played probably 15 to 20 hours. I didn't really keep an exact track, but That's probably a pretty fair estimate based on the number of hours I was in and playing. Most of my thoughts from beta kind of really haven't changed. The graphics and sound are exactly the same as I remember. They are pretty good. They are maybe a little bit, I guess, above average for an MMO these days. It's not like it's using a whole lot of instancing. It's using probably about as much as any other MMO. But I think they are targeting a slightly better visual quality and sort of clarity. And I'm not sure about console clients. Console clients will probably have fixed settings that you can't change. But with the PC version, there are quite a lot of sliders and tweaks and sort of, I guess you could say, levels of... Various things that you can set, you know, high, medium, low, that sort of stuff. I have like three or four pictures on my Facebook page if people are interested in checking that out. It's a little bit above Skyrim or possibly equal to in terms of, you know, how it looks in terms of uh, graphics and nice textures and all that Sound is really good. There's not, like, a whole ton of variety of sounds, because they're pretty much based around particular spells or weapons. And there's kind of a limited number of the different types of things. It was certainly enough sounds. The ambience was always really nice, kind of good background noise. It, It felt very alive. Though I didn't see a whole lot of variety in terms of, you know, where I was going. There were a few beaches I was at. There was a little bit of forested area. There were some smaller towns that were like, you know, quest hubs where you'd kind of hang out and do crafting or turn in a few quests. Most of the quests were just kind of scattered in the world. As I said, most of my thoughts from beta haven't really changed. It is nice in that it's more like a single-player game than an MMO, But it's also something somewhere between. If you played played Skyrim, which was the previous Elder Scrolls game, you may recall there was sort of a main quest line, and then actually finding other quests was really hard to almost impossible. I remember only a few other quests around in the world. One in particular I remember was some work at a fortress and they were like, oh, you can't come into my town until you do these things for me. And that was pretty much the only quest I remember. I think there were like a couple that were, you know, ghosts or various outcast people that were like, oh, I'm in this area and can you help me do this thing? Well, it wasn't like an MMO where you're finding, you know, quests and going back and forth all the time. Elder Scrolls Online is somewhere kind of between the two. It does have a number of quests, but there aren't really quest hubs per se. There are a few smaller sort of outposts or town areas that you have. Sometimes as many as maybe four or five sort of quests in an area. But usually it'll be there's just, you know, one or two people that have a few quests for you. And the quests are a little bit more RPG-like, I guess you could say, than MMO-like. Typically, it will be like, go rescue so-and-so. And then you have to, you know, fight your way through various bad guys to get to them. But killing the bad guys is not the purpose of the goal. You know, rescuing that person is the goal. Or you have to go and, you know, if it is a do these five things, doing the five things is the goal, not killing all the bad guys. There are absolutely no quests where you'll go, and they'll be like, hey, kill five of these guys, and you kill five guys, and then you come back, and they're like, oh, you know those other guys you saw next to those guys? Go kill five of them. You know, there are no quests like that. So that makes me really happy. It's, it's very, and more story-based than it is, you know, kill count or something like that. I do still really like the way they have the sort of skills and class systems set up. It's much closer to an MMO that I would design than the average MMO. Classes are fixed. They do give you your three primary sort of class lines, which are pretty much all spell abilities except for Nightblade, which is sort of the melee assassin class, which has one line which is sort of more physical, sort of combat move based and sort of spell based. Pretty much all of the class Ability lines are all sort of spell-type abilities. It seems kind of limited in number to only have four classes and three class sort of trees. But there's also a different line for each weapon type, and there are, I'm not sure, but I'm tempted to say six or eight different weapon types. So each of those gives you sort of a, a skill tree you can go through with Active and passive abilities, just like the class lines. And then there is sort of one tree for what race you are. And then everybody gets access to a fighter's guild line, a mage's guild line. And I'm tempted to say there's one other line. Don't remember the name of it. And then there are the super rare vampire and werewolf lines you can get into. And then there are... The three different types of armors, which don't have active abilities from what I recall. I recall them all being passive abilities. But basically all of this adds up to a whole lot of variety, which really makes all of the characters very unique from one another. You can have five abilities and one ultimate ability slotted at any given time, which is kind of weird to call it an ultimate ability because it cycles really quickly. I think like every minute or two it's pretty much ready, so I guess what makes it truly special is it uses that sort of independent resource that's built up over time slash combat instead of being based on magicka or stamina. So I really love the freedom of character and class building that always impressed me in the beta, and as I got more into it in the sort of welcome back weekend that was free to play, I got even more into it. I tried not to go too far into the crafting trees because you do get sort of a slow trickle of points to unlock things. Oh, I'll explain that in a second. And so I wanted to be sure to try and save as much of those as possible for my, you know, combat oriented stuff since I didn't have, you know, a whole lot of time in the weekend. So as I mentioned, you unlock these things, and you do that through skill points. I guess online, I looked around, and there was mention of you get 320 possible skill points. I was getting about two, sometimes three per level. You'll get them whenever you level up your character, and I got to level 13 by the end of the weekend. And there's other special times you can get them. I think there was at least three or four quests I did that gave me a skill point. Which I think were all along the main storyline. I don't think any of the side quests gave me them. There's also special things in the world called sky shards you can find. And when you get three of them, you get a skill point. So there are skill points from that. And so how the game works is any ability line, be it... Weapon ability line, class-based ability line, or armor-based, or whatever. You sort of level that up independent of your character. Like I think if I recall, I had a Templar and his Adric spear, which is sort of their offensive magic line, was like level twenty-one when I left, maybe twenty-two. I had a healing line which was like, like twenty-five. And then my weapon line, which I was using dual-wield, was I think 18, maybe 20. I don't don't recall. The next ability I wanted to get was pretty deep in the tree, so I wasn't really paying attention to what level it was. And I think my medium armor was level 8, and I think my heavy armor had just gotten to around, I think, 20. So as you get higher levels in a particular line, it unlocks sort of access to passive and active abilities. Active ones are ones you'll put on your bar, and you can only have, like I said, five of those at any given time. Passives you can have any number of, but often they are linked in some way to something. So if you don't have that something, you don't get the bonus. Like with medium armor, it is often stuff that is tied to wearing medium armor. You get like a certain bonus for each piece of armor, so you kind of want to balance, you know, what you're doing in terms of passive ability versus active abilities. And with like the Templar stuff, the passive ability was based on either stuff from that line I had slotted. Like it gives you a bonus per slotting that particular line. So if you didn't have any abilities slotted for that line, it wouldn't give you that passive. But some of them were fairly universal passives that would work any time. Like, I got a bonus to blocking, I think. Anyways, the line sort of unlocks different things. And so, like, right when you start the line, you'll have something unlocked when you get to the first rank of it. And then I think the next one unlocks at the fifth rank. And then I think the third one doesn't unlock until 20 points in. So whenever you get one of these skill points, you can put a point into any of the abilities you have unlocked and get access to that ability. So like, I was loving up my character. I knew I didn't want the first ability in the dual wield line, so I waited until that was level 5 or above. And so the next skill point I got, I got access to that, and I got the option for, I think, an armor talent, and then I got options for, I think, at least one of my Templar abilities. So then I decided, you know, which one I wanted the most, and I put it in whichever ability I wanted the most, which at that time was the dual-wield attack ability, because that's a high DPS ability, and that gave me something that was based on the weapon, which uses stamina whereas the other stuff I was doing used magica, And my character is sort of based around, you know, balancing the two resources. So very long explanation on that, which I don't think I went into quite as much detail in my beta discussion on Elder Scrolls, which I would recommend you check out if, if you're interested in the game, like I said, because I talked about pretty much all the things. I know one big thing that kind of disappointed me back during beta was that it was sort of this hybrid between a single player game and an MMO. At the time, that really kind of disappointed me because it felt like you really didn't have any reason to group with other people. And again, you know, in in my time during this free weekend, I also didn't group with anybody. There really wasn't any reason to. But I don't know, for some reason, and maybe it's because I am playing so many other games and have played so many different games since the beta. I actually kind of like that. I liked the fact that it was more of a single player game and you were on your own and you could join with other people, but you didn't have to. I think one big factor that might have influenced me towards this was I've been playing a lot of Destiny lately. And so it sort of struck me as very Destiny-like. And then you're pretty much soloing all the content until... There's some group content, and then you want to, you know, find a group for that. But other than that, you're pretty much exploring the world on your own, and you're left to your own to check out the story and what's going on. Unlike Destiny, you know, it was much closer to an actual MMO. There were quite a few people in the common areas, you know, that were, you know, the town-type areas. Out in the wild, I would still see a few people running quests quite a bit. It wasn't like during the beta where there was, you know, a billion people everywhere, because now it's like a year after release, so population has thinned out pretty much. It was a, a much more enjoyable time in that regard. And two, I think a big factor before was that it did have that subscription model, so it didn't really feel like something that was worth it because you were paying for the box price and the subscription model. And, you know, I felt like, why am I paying a subscription if I'm playing a single-player game now that the monthly subscription does not exist, and it basically is a single-player game that has, you know, some online components that you can do, you know, when when you want to, though, you know, it is required to be online. You know, as a single-player game that has the option for multiplayer, it seemed like a much more enjoyable experience. I do really love my time there. Everybody I saw was pretty much a different build. You know, I didn't know specifically what they were doing, but I did see different people using different weapons and different abilities, and I knew, you know, just from, oh, that's that's that kind of ability, that everybody I saw pretty much had different builds and different play styles. And it was really very cool to see and think, you know, that all these players are making these character built, you know, just to their specific play style. Looking at stuff after I had you know, been forced to leave the game, I did find that all of the builds, you know, that people have, you know, build suggestions for every game, were all pretty much very different from one another. So it's very cool to see there wasn't one, you know, perfect build for each class. You know, everybody had their different take on things. Some people were doing, you know, different kinds of splits than other people. Some were using classes as range, some were using them as melee There was really this huge variety of options in terms of flexibility and how you want to build. And now that I am no longer on the free weekend, I find myself kind of sad. And I, I, I think I really would enjoy going back and playing, you know, if I had that money to play it. So if you enjoyed previous Elder Scrolls games, I would say this is definitely worth looking at now that it's... Still, it's still fifty bucks, which is kind of bothersome. I, I think it should be like thirty-five to forty, but without the required monthly subscription, it's a lot better deal. And I think, you know, like I said, with with recent things like Destiny, it does seem about on par with that, you know, single player with online potential kind of category of games that a few of them are kind of fitting into now. But if you enjoyed The Elder Scrolls games, I would highly recommend it. It is currently out for PC and I think Mac. I'm not entirely sure on that. And very soon it will be out for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's supposed to launch for those as well at the same time as PC. I guess they got held back for quite a while for some reason. But if you are on console and considering it, it should be out very soon. I think it's early June. So you have some options. So that's it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings. My life is very sad and very stressful. I'm still out of money, basically almost completely. I just put a little tiny bit of gas in my car. At the time you are listening to this, my phone bill is now due and I probably have not paid it, so that's extremely stressful. I don't have enough money to pay for it at the time of this recording, which is Wednesday. I'm still hoping people will send help, and I will be able to do that, but some people have sent help last time when I asked for it, you know, a month ago, and then there really haven't been any donations trickling in since then, so I'm kind of not very hopeful about getting any donations for this time, which means I will run into trouble very quickly because I don't have money for my phone bill, and I have... Just a very, very small amount of gas and a tiny bit of money in my bank account, which is really not enough to get more gas. So those things will run out very quickly and, of course, like I said before, be taken away from me very, very quickly after that if that does happen. So please, please, please try and send some help. Even 5 or 10 bucks would be pretty huge help. If a few people did that, you know, it would add up pretty quickly. So if you can send help, please send help. And if you know anybody else who might be a kind and generous person, you know, spread the word and hopefully I can get some help. And hopefully be able to hang on until something better happens. But that's it for this time. And hopefully everybody out there is not having a terrible time like me. And I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. So you wonder what your part is because you're homeless and depressed. But home is where the heart is so your real home's in your chest. Everyone's a hero in their own way. Everyone's got villains they must face. Hey everybody, and welcome to... Bleh. I used to be an adventurer like you, and I took an arrow in the knee. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbit's ramblings. Dot html When you type rabbit's ramblings don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com You can follow me on YouTube at rabbit dot com I have a page on Patreon at WWW dot. P-I-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Rumblings is copyright 2015 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.